Willis Welcome to the Fade Route. With DNZ. Here are your hosts. DNZ. This week's episode of the Fade Route with D and Z. I am D, and we've got a great show for you tonight. The Suns get burned and cut out of the playoffs. Celtics advance, and we order up the top five NBA players to never win an NBA title. But we begin today's show with the New York Rangers winning Game Seven, eliminate the Pittsburgh Penguins in seven games after being tied. At three, they headed into overtime, and the bread man, Panarin, delivered stop shot past Jari to propel the Rangers into the next round, where they will meet the Carolina Hurricanes. Did the Rangers win the series, or did the Penguins lose the series, Z? Well, where do we begin? First, let's start with... The bread man delivering, Kreider coming up huge. That is what you need. Andrew Kopp came up with a big one. Frank Petrano came up with a big one. So, you got a wide range of results. Shesterkin, big game. Like, he had a huge, huge game. Exactly what you needed. Exactly what you needed. It was a very reactionary move on the part of Mike Sullivan to put Tristan Jarry in the game. I thought it was very weird. And I call I called that when we first were texting back and forth before the game was about to start. I'm like, that's that's kind of a desperation move. You're going to a guy who's had a, a lower body injury, he hasn't played since April, and all of a sudden you're asking him to save your season. Like, that's a little bit of a reaction. And frankly, like, that that was a problem, in my opinion. But kudos to the Rangers. The Rangers came back in this series. The, the pace of play was not favoring them because of the ratchet and intensity and physicality of the Penguins. The Rangers like to get out in space. They like to move. And... They finally got their chance in Game 7. So they absolutely were able to capitalize on a great performance by their two two of their best players in Zibanejad and Kreider. Shosturkin, he was solid. Not the Vezina winner that they hoped to be, but you hope that he gets right because... If he's not right, if he's seven goal, if he's seven goal Igor, they're getting bounced by the Hurricanes. So I just think it was the Rangers taking advantage of a couple of desperation moves by Mike Sullivan, and ultimately, like kudos to them, they won the game. They, they the final score says Rangers four, Penguins three, but they definitely got an assist from the Penguins head coach. Yeah, I mean, I disagree with you. Um, 
they had to go to Jari, right? They had to. Jari, Jari, whatever you're going to call him. They, they had to. It really wasn't. They weren't confident in what they were doing so far. It was a game seven. And we always talk about this. When the lights shine the brightest, the best players play great. And that's what they were expecting from him. And he did, he did a good job. For a guy who hadn't played, he did a pretty damn good job. But I, I disagree with you. I think the Penguins lost this series. And it wasn't all, it wasn't all on Jari. They were up three games to one. They went through three goalies. Crosby missed two games. Malkin was a non-factor in the series. Jari missed a bunch of games. I, I, I just, I don't think the Rangers won this. I think the Penguins lost it. And I mean, what are your thoughts on, on, uh, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on how the Rangers can, can use this series as a wake-up call? Because it needs to be. Because the Hurricanes aren't fucking around, okay? They were one of the best teams in the league this year for a reason. And you are 100% correct. If they play like they played against the Penguins, this is going to be over quickly. Mm -hmm. And painful. Not painless. Painful. I would like to remind you, what was what was the series result in the bubble when the Carolina Hurricanes played the New York Rangers? Oh, I don't know. The Rangers got swept the fuck out. Oh, there you go. They got you swept go. out. So... This team is physical. This team is talented. Their their biggest question mark is in goal. Auntie Ranta is their primary goaltender. And for all you Ranger fans out there, that's a familiar name, right? Because he used to be Hank's backup. There are, there's a huge ex-Ranger presence on this team. ex-Ranger presence throughout the whole league. McDonough. But, <laughs> but, but no, the concentration in Carolina, you have Tony D'Angelo. You have Brady Shea. You have Derek Stepan, I think, signed there in the offseason. Jesper Faust. You have the oh, heart You have yeah. the heart and soul of the previous Ranger teams all in Carolina. It's very strange. But Brindamore, the way they play, they're tough, they're physical, they're skilled, they're disciplined. That is going to give the Rangers fits because they're not going to be able to get out in space. They're not going to be able to get out in open ice. And it's like yeah. playing the old Devils teams. They, listen, need to, they Clyde, need to be able to get in there. They need to be able to out-physical them. This is where guys like Reeves, this is where Barkley Goodrow, if he didn't have a broken fucking foot, this is where he would hang his hat. So Lafreniere's got to step up. Heedle has to step up. Kako has, has to step up. If they are making any serious kind of run here, all everybody's got to be firing in all cylinders. Yeah, I mean, I think it was so important that Kreider got them going, you know, uh, two nights ago. Like, that was the most important thing, was that he got them going. He had to be the one. He had to be the catalyst. And I really think in this series, it's Kreider needs to be a leader and Zibanejad needs to be a leader. That guy disappeared, too, for the last three games, and he showed up in Game 7 also. Like, their stars need to shine brighter than the Hurricane stars. But what do you what do you think about all this nonsense with that that the Hurricanes are trying to keep Ranger fans from purchasing tickets in Carolina? Did you hear about that? I heard about that. It's a little bit of gamesmanship. I don't really see you know it's really not going to matter at the end of the day. The problem is the the Ranger fans travel well to Carolina, and there are also a lot, a of, lot. People, a lot of people from New York live in Carolina too. Yeah, totally. So you know what? Like, I understand the gamesmanship of it, but at the same time. You're not going to stop people because it's it's by area code, right? They're doing yeah. it by zip code and by area you can't, code. Yeah, you can't buy tickets if you have a, if you don't have a Carolina, South Carolina, 
North Carolina or for some reason Southern Virginia <laughs> credit card uh, zip code. I mean, yeah. So at the you know that's gonna be. Like, but my that, whole that, thing is, is how much bu- how much bullshit is it that when you build these new arenas and they, these new stadiums, you talk about how you're gonna bring in all this tourism, you're gonna bring in all this out of state money, and then a game like this happens, and then all of a sudden you pull the plug on that. How much trash is that? I, right? I don't. Yeah. I what, mean, a, what, what a two way, what a what a one way street that is, huh? It's a but, little ridiculous because you know, like you're. We're talking about a hockey arena, you know, like we just had there's a a little bit of a breaking story with Arizona, how the the Coyotes aren't going to be allowed to use their logo on the Arizona Arizona State campus. So it's just like it's the most, you know, basketball arenas and hockey arenas are the most cookie cutter of the bunch because they're indoor. They're circular. It's like, you know, you're not that's not an attraction, you know, The, the Chase Center in San Francisco is an attraction because of Tyler Florence's steakhouse and the Warriors. Like the the play is what the, the attraction is. The the building for a hockey arena and a basketball arena, that's not the attraction. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto, we really care about what's under your hood. Well, sticking with the NHL, the Bruins were eliminated in Game 7 against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Capitals were eliminated by the Florida Panthers. The Maple Leafs were eliminated by the Tampa Lightning. Calgary eliminated Dallas. And the Oilers eliminated the Kings. Which loss was the most disappointing for you? Well, I mean, you can eliminate Dallas right off the off the jump, right? Because I mean, Calgary's a number one team. Frankly, they should have won. Edmonton, they needed to win, right? They they need to move on in the playoffs here. McDavid and Drysaitel, they need to actually show up. The Panthers, the Panthers off the Capitals in overtime. Carter Verhaeg, good job. You're going to lose, they're losing a lot of star power. The NHL is certainly losing a lot of star power with guys like Crosby and Ovechkin like, playing golf. But the most disappointing, the most frustrating, and frankly, the most hilarious, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> they did it again. They did it again. The Lightning were playing listless. They were on their heels. They were ripe for the picking. And they couldn't get it done. The Maple Leafs could not get it done. And you have to start thinking. It's been forever since the Leafs have been relevant in this league. And guys like Matthews and Marner and Tavares. As as hyped as they are. And as talented as they are, because they are talented. I'm not going to dispute that. You got to, you know, do something. You have to do something. When you're, you have a team on the ropes, you got to finish them off. And not only did they let the lightning back up, they let the lightning knock them out. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I think the NHL is broken up over losing Toronto. I think they're broken up over losing Ovechkin. And I think they're broken up over losing the Bruins. It's like you talked about. They lost a lot of star power. They're losing teams in the Northeast. And they're losing their most, I would say, their favorite, right, Canadian Mm. franchise in Toronto. I mean, they're one of the, you know. So, But for me, I agree with you. The most disappointing was Toronto. They're an original team, right? They're probably the best Canadian team left where they were. And they had this year's leading scorer in Austin Matthews. Like, what the fuck happened? Like, how did they let this happen? How did they fall apart? Is it just because it's the Tampa Bay Lightning and they're the defending champs and and they're winning right now? They're they're up two one against the you know the Florida Panthers as we speak. Is it is that what it is? Because I think we could give them a pass for losing to the defending champs, right? Especially if the Lightning go on to win the championship. I mean, uh, I don't think you can give them a pass. I really don't. <laughs> You're think not so. giving out passes today, huh? No, no, no. You don't get a fucking pass from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if you're as good as the league, right? As Barry Melrose, as EJ Raddick, as all of these guys claim you are. As well, hold on. Barry Barry Melrose was going with the Lightning. He was saying that the Lightning are, are were playing better in this series, and he had it from Jump Street that the Lightning were going to win, even when Toronto was up and they were going home. Who did Barry Melrose coach? He's a former Lightning head coach. Of course he's going to take him. It's like, ask him about the Kings series. He would have taken the Kings over the Oilers. So I think he did that too. <laughs> yeah. Like, the check's in the mail, Barry. So, you know, most of, most of the hockey pundits were begging and have been begging forever for a Canadian team to do something in the playoffs, right? Montreal was in the Stanley Cup Finals and people were freaking out. That that time Calgary got into the Finals, that time Edmonton got into the Finals. They're so desperate for Canada to be relevant. And the fact that I'm saying that, that Canada is not relevant in, in the NHL is very interesting. The last time they won was 1993 when Patrick Waugh raised the Stanley Cup for the Canadians. And then he promptly got the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> Congratulations. But why do we act, Canadians, why do we act like it's a big deal, though? Like, why do they haven't been good for, what, um, 20 years? What do we care? No, it's not important. It's not important for the sport. It's because just not. the heritage is there. You know, you look at the original six. Montreal, Toronto, there's so much history, so much legacy in those two teams alone. But look how the mighty have fallen, right? The the Leafs are out. They at least made it. The Bruins are out. They at least made it. The Red Wings are the drizzling shits. The Blackhawks are the drizzling shits. And the Canadians got the number one overall pick in the draft. Congratulations, Montreal. So... The mighty have fallen all around, and what's bubbling up are these warm weather city teams. Like it's we like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay should not be a thing. Florida was the number one overall seed. Well, Tampa Bay. I mean, look at their team. I mean, they went out and got players. Like I mentioned before, they got Madonna. They they have uh, you know one of the best goalies in the league. Like they they mm-hmm. went out and got. 
they went out and got players. Like Vasilevsky is a good goal. You're absolutely right yeah. about that. And what Kucherov, right? And and Stamkos. Like these guys are big time, big names. Like they're 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 not just you know, they're not run of the mill. These are these are big time players. But what it what happened? The other question I had for you is what happened to the Capitals? How they lose to the Panthers? I know you're big on the the Florida Panthers, but come on, they're not better than. Uh, the line with Ovechkin, uh, uh, Holtby, and Backstrom. Or, oh, I'm sorry, Oshie, Oshie and Backstrom. That's like, one on. line. That is one line. If you look at the Florida Panthers roster, they're up and down so much better. They're so deep. And that's the thing. They were so deep in goal scoring that they were able to trade Frank Vetrano to the Rangers. Frank Vetrano was a healthy scratch for the Florida Panthers, right? <laughs> you had Giroux, you had Thornton, you had Jonathan Huberdeau, you had Alexander Barkov, their goalie. You have Sergei Bobrovsky, Officer Bob. He's really good. You know, Carter Verhaeg, Anthony Duclair. Remember him, Ranger fans? Spencer Knight was in goal for a little while. You have Rodko Gudas, Sam Reinhardt. You have talent, deep talent on this team. And... This is really, you know, this team is primed to make a run if it can keep its head above water. So, I, you know, the Capitals, they definitely are talented. Alexander Ovechkin is long in the tooth. TJ Oshie is there. You know, you still have Carlson. You Backstrom. Still, Backstrom is a great Nick, player. Nicholas Backstrom. You He's a great player. Guys. He's not a good player. He's a great player. Like, they have great players. Their line to me is as almost as good as Mulkin, Crosby, and Latang. Like those guys, watch out. Alright? This that's, is this is their killer group. That's like, fine. But you when you can run three, four lines out there compared to the one. I guess so. Yeah, depth is always gonna matter in the NHL. And depth I is- mean listen, they were up one zip in the series, they were up two one in the series, and then they just they got slapped three straight games. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them DNZ sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. They absolutely did, and speaking of getting slapped, the Milwaukee Bucks got slapped around by the Boston Celtics in Game 7, 109-81. to That's right. We don't have a number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Now, this looked bad on us because we once talked about how the Celtics need to blow this shit up. And now they're heading to the Eastern Conference Final 
for the 37th time in 75 years, right? 37 out of 75. They take on the Miami Heat. Who you got? I mean, listen, I'm sticking with my choice at the start of the playoffs. It's the Miami Heat. I mean, the Celtics were just in a dogfight with the Bucks. I think they're tired. Kyle Lowry might be the X factor if he could ever get on the court, but he's still hurt. The only thing that's odd to me is I was doing a I was doing a player by player comparison. Even game one, game one's a wash tonight. I don't even know why anybody would watch it because Marcus Smart's out, Hawford's out. Like they they're clearly packing it in tonight, and they, understandable because they just played I think yesterday. Um, you know, if we're going down the line, let's see. We got Grant Williams at power forward. He's better than PJ Tucker. We got Jason Tatum at uh, well, I'd say he's the small forward. He's better than Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler is a great player. But I th- I like I would prefer Jason Tatum. Marcus mm. Smart is better than Gabe Vincent. That's clear. Crawford and Robert Williams. Nobody's better than Bam Adebayo, and uh, Jalen Brown's better than Max Struess. And but here's what I think is going to be the difference: is they got Coach Spo. Coach Spo is better than Udoka. So to me, the Heat. They've been building this for quite some time now. Pat Riley is a mastermind in basketball. He put together quite the team, and this is this is their time. Not to mention sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely too. he's no, he's definitely important. I just I think sometimes when people step to him, he comes down to earth a little bit. So I think he might come down to earth in this series. Um, I just remember him coming down to earth when he was going up against the Lakers and LeBron James uh, in, the, in the bubble. He's going to draw know. Marcus Smart, right? He, Ooh, so Mar- Marcus who's, Smart is a good hurt. defender. He who's is hurt. hurt. He's hurt. But at the same time, like game one, game one is a is usually a non-factor, right? It doesn't really set the tone, especially after last series. But, I mean, if we recall, it was the Sixers versus the Lakers. I believe the Sixers won game one of that series and then got their doors blown off the rest of the way. So, anything can happen in game one. The first home team that loses generally is in trouble. I'm I'm concerned, you know, with the Celtics because of the injury to Horford and the injury to Smart. So, we're going to be... Warford's in health and safety protocol, so you know he may be okay. It might just be a close contact in his back, but but he was exhausted last game, man. Yeah. He was he was sucking wind last game. I mean, most of the team was. Yeah, they're but... they're they're beat up. They're really you know they play hard. I mean, they play as a team and they play hard, but they do. It's going to take, take a team effort to beat the Heat. I mean, the Heat's got stars. They all play well together. And they've been playing together for a while. I would argue that Jimmy Butler is still the X factor on this. And as they go, he goes. And when Jimmy Butler is motivated, and Jimmy Butler is motivated. Oh, yeah. He is by far the best player in this series. Jimmy Butler is the only killer on this. Yeah, I don't think he's by far. You got you to gotta at least give Tatum. You got to say Tatum's either right there or right below him. You can't. I mean, for me, I, I prefer Tatum because I prefer his height. And I prefer his his build, but I love Jimmy Butler. I would, I you know, I, I still think Jimmy's great, but he has the intangible. You of can't will. say he's clear and far above everybody else. Absolutely, I can because I just saw him single handedly take this team when they were nothing, right? And he willed them to a finals. So 
if he's able to, along with Coach Spo, he's an extension of Coach Spo. Even though they 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 try to fight each other every once in a while. They do, but at the same time, it's competitive. It's competitive juices. This happens all the time. It's not and it's not the instance where he's bitching because he doesn't get minutes, or he's bitching because he didn't get the contract he wanted, or he's bitching because of this. He's bitching. He's not James Harden. Like Jimmy Butler, that, that guy. Jimmy Butler wants to win, right? And you can, I can respect that, and I'm sure Coach Spo can respect that, because at the end of the day, Coach Spo's trying to win too. So I think that Miami can and will win this series. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be very long either. I would probably say, I mean. If Marcus Smart is out for a, an extended period of time, possibly Miami in five. But you gotta you gotta see how things go because Miami plays defense, right? Kyle Lowry, same thing. If Kyle Lowry's out for a long, extended period of time, that can definitely extend this a little bit longer. But I think that I, I see more promise, and I still see more promise in the the Heat roster compared to the Celtics roster. Yeah, I think it would behoove them to just let Lowry rest. There's no point in bringing him back, sitting him down. Like, he just really just needs to take, like, two weeks off. Like, just bring him back for the finals and give him a shot at, like, you know, game two or game three. And if and then if it doesn't work there, let him go. I don't... I think he would be the X factor in the series if he can come out and play. That would definitely put the heat over the top. But... My edge goes to Miami just because the injuries on Boston side and just because, you know, I think they're shot. But, you know, that game seven was lousy. The game seven in the West was lousy, too. Also produced a dud of a game when the Dallas Mavericks dumped CP3 and the Suns and Phoenix. The final score was 123 to 90, but the game was over at halftime when Luka Dantich had as many points in the at, as the entire Suns team, 27. <laughs> uh, Pat Bev exploded on ESPN yesterday, claiming the loss was all on CP3 for not playing defense, not being able to facilitate the basketball. Pat Bev called CP3 a cone. Love it. Is there any truth to Pat Bev's statements? Because he's catching a lot of heat from a lot of former players. I don't have an issue with Patrick Beverly saying that, you know, they were teammates. So he definitely has a right to his opinion on CP3. And if anybody has that bird's eye view of what Chris Paul is, it's a former teammate, right? So he has as good or as much of a right as anybody to say what he has to say. But this was, this is definitely a bad loss for Phoenix. Like, if you're looking at Chris Paul, he, he 10 points, four assists. Four assists? Really? Really? That for somebody who's as good of a passer as he is, for someone who's as good of a floor general as he is, like, that just... That can't happen. But it's not just on him. Devin Booker barely showed up. In 37 minutes, he only scored 11 points. DeAndre Ayton, where were you, buddy? 17 minutes, 5 points. But come on now. 
Like, you, you can't... You can't pin it all on CP3 when everybody shit the bed. Now, if you look at the, the Mavericks, Luka had the best game, absolutely. But you end up with 30 points from Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench. That Porzingis trade already paid off. Because <laughs> if Porzingis is on this team, this team's not even in the playoffs. I'll, I'll, I'll make that. I will make that claim right now. Because I know what Kristaps Porzingis is. And Spencer Dinwiddie, coming off the bench, was able to kick major ass. It was a three-man show for Dallas. Because you had Jalen Brunson at 24, Doncic at 35, and then you had Spencer Dinwiddie for 30. You know, that's it. That, that's that's it. Everybody else was in single digits. That, that this was a game that needed to be had, and the Phoenix Suns as a whole, starting with head coach, coach of the year, Monty Williams, you laid an egg. You laid a huge egg. Yeah, but here's the problem I have with your comments, is that we've ta- we talked about over the summer, and we talked about last year, the reason why Phoenix got to the finals last year was because of Chris Paul. The reason why Phoenix was so good this year was because of Chris Paul. So why is it when they lose, they don't lose because it was Chris Paul's fault? Chris Paul's fault. If you're responsible for the wins, you also have to be responsible for the losses. I just want to pull this up here. They were a minus 39. Minus 39 with CP3 on the court. In the last four games, he averaged eight points. In game five, he had seven points. In game six, he had 13 points in 36 minutes. He fouled out in game four, loss, with five points in 23 minutes. I'm sorry, Z. They lost the series because of him. Because of his inability to pass the basketball, to score the basketball, to facilitate. That is the issue. If Chris Paul is going to be your primary point scorer, you're going to lose. They need him but to that, facilitate but that, the ball. But that was their recipe for winning. Like, that's... He took a team that only won, like, 18 or 18 games, and then he went to their team, and they got to the NBA Finals. This year, he was he came back because he knew he was the X Factor in the team. He was the reason why they won all the games they they won. He When, when Devin Booker was out, they were still able to win games. He got Devin Booker the ball. He got DeAndre in the ball. He got he made Mikael Bridges a good player, but when he doesn't play well, they don't play well. So yeah, it falls. I'm sorry. They the the Suns' organization decided that they were gonna put their whole franchise and everybody's careers on the back of. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it because no one else is gonna say it. An average fucking point guard. He's an average player. I'm not gonna take the road that everybody else likes to take. That oh, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, he's so great. He's so good. Yeah, he has good games. He has bad. Is he John Stockman? No. Is he Jason Kidd? No. He he's he's a good point guard. That's it. He's good. And when he plays like shit, the team plays like shit. And then there's nothing else to it. And I'm gonna back Pet Bev up. I don't you know, um who's it? Matt Barnes came on ESPN saying that, oh well, you know, Chris Paul, he's a Hall of Fame player. And he's a superstar. And listen, I was a role player and Pat Bev's a role player. You know, shut the fuck up with that. I don't want to hear that. You know, just because you're deeming Chris Paul a superstar 
that doesn't make it valid for him to, you know, he, he didn't come to play like a super superstar in the series. He played like trash. Props to Pat Bev for putting it out there that he played like trash. Because he did. I don't want to see him limping off the court at the end of the game. I don't want to hear about injuries. I don't want to hear about any of that. Own up to it. And you know what? I think they peaked last year because you're getting oust by Dallas Mavericks, who you I'm pretty sure you had you blew a 2-0 lead to. You're not going to be able to come back and replicate that. He's, Chris Paul is going to be a year older. They better find his replacement in the offseason. Better not bring him back. Well, sorry, sorry, I get fired up with Chris Paul. Yeah, well, he's the JJ Watt of basketball for you. So I understand oh. he's the he's well. We may talk about another JJ later, but uh, oh, God, another guy. guy that turns your stomach. But I mean, it's a flawed team construction. Yeah, you you have three guys, so Aiton, Booker, and Paul, and everybody else is interchangeable. Now, to me, yeah, Chris Paul, his role is primarily to be the facilitator on this team. But if you look at this, they were not getting shots. Like, I find this very interesting. If you look at the stats, Devin Booker had the most field goal attempts at 14. 14 shots, 14 field goal attempts. So you do have to give Dallas a little bit of credit here. You definitely, you know, they they came and took it. So I think that while it is valid and you're entitled to your opinion about Chris Paul as a, as a, a superstar player, we're kind of burying the lead here. And, you know, Dallas took this series. And now we don't have any number ones left. So... What can realistically? What can Dallas do? Because Phoenix, we don't need to talk about them. They're yesterday's news. They're not around anymore. So, how far can this Mavericks uh, team go? Like all the way? Are they taking? Are they beating Golden State? Are they being no. swept by Golden State? What no, do you think? no. I think the the issue Dallas is going to have is that um, they're not. I don't think they. I don't think they're built to deal with what Golden State's about to throw at them with Steph, Clay, Draymond. Like, they've got multiple players on their team that can give Luka a hard time, that can body Luka and play up on Luka. So, unless unless Golden State goes cold, I can't see the Mavericks getting out of this series. I, I probably would say the Warriors in six games. I mean, def- defensively, guess. who matches up with them? You know, defensively, who will match up with those perimeter shooters? Nobody. I got nobody. Frank Nilakina is probably the best defensive guard on their team. And you really want Frank Nilakina out there? Nick fans would agree. No. So that turns it on the, on the other side. You have Luca going up against, you know, defensively, like you put a guy like Draymond Green on him. That's going to be an interesting matchup because Luca, Luca's kind of big and stocky, right? He he's built for punishment. Draymond Green is going to bring the punishment. I, I, yeah, I, I think they're going to rotate. I think it's going to be a little bit of pool, and it's going to be a little bit of Draymond. It's not going to be Draymond all the time, <clears throat> but you know, you've got to figure out where your other scoring is going to come from, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Jalen Brunson 
was has been great. Is he going to be able to keep that going? Because now he's going to have to play two way. I mean, he's he's going to be running through screens to try to stop Poole or try to stop Clay. Like he's going to be running all over the basketball court for like 30, 30 minutes because I think that's what he plays about thirty minutes. Um, I think it's going to be a good series. I think Dallas has a chance, but. Listen, when Golden State is shooting, when their shooting is on, it, nobody's stopping them, man. It's it's that damn good. So, um, but this is what the NBA needed, right? They needed the number one seed to be knocked out. They needed their playoffs not to be so damn predictable. What makes the hockey playoffs so exciting? We don't know who's going to win. We have no idea who's going to win. On any given night, anybody can win. And up until, <clears throat> up until this last game, with the Mavericks, like, if you would have took a poll before the game, I know, like, Kenny and Shaq and Barkley, they all took the Mavericks. But most of America thought Phoenix was going to blow them out because they had blown them out at home. But, no, you had Dallas come in there and put the stick to them right from Jump Street where, let me get this right, in <laughs> the Suns only scored 10 points in the second quarter. Uh-huh. Dallas scored 30. I mean... That's what I'm talking about. Like, this is what the NBA needed. It sucks for Phoenix because I think they're the fifth, the fifth largest city in America. But you, you have a story now to go on. You have like, okay, these were the, the number one seed killers. We got Luka Doncic, who's who's a super, who's who's an emerging superstar, and we have them going up against what a top five player in the NBA, and Steph Curry, and the Warriors trying to reclaim their glory. Everybody's gonna have. Everybody's happy from the storyline. Now, if he wins, if Luka wins, if he takes the Mavericks to the finals, you would have to put the Luka versus Trey Young argument to bed. No, I don't think so. I think I think the, the Hawks should still be happy with Trey Young. I don't think you look at this and say, man, we should have took Luka. I think you look at it as, we got our guy. It's not like we got um, <laughs> Kwame Brown. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we got our guy. Like, you know, our guy's going to get us there. Because let me, let's be real, Atlanta was a disappointment this year, but they're going to be back. They have a lot of talent on their team. They're very good. The, the, the Mavericks are just, you know, they're 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 starting to play really good right now. I mean, if we think back to the beginning of the season, they were they were under 500 for a bit. They were struggling. They weren't as good, and then they got rid of Porzingis, and all of a sudden things started falling into place. Hmm. But uh, is your hair thinning or is your hairline receding? Scalp micropigmentation will fill in the areas where your hair is missing by creating a short buzz cut look. Micropigmentation is a non-invasive procedure that will create the illusion of hair follicles for 7 to 10 years. For people with alopecia, this could be a permanent fix. For people with scars on their scalp, this is a great way to camouflage a scar. Don't lose confidence or feel like you need to wear a hat wherever you go. Marquez Studio is located in the Bronx and is open for all your scalp micropigmentation needs. Consultations are free and appointments can be made any day of the week. Get your hairline back with scalp micropigmentation. The techs at Marquez Studio have over 30 years of haircutting experience and can assist you with all of your questions. Call to schedule a consultation today, 646-221-8728. You can also visit them on Instagram at Bronx Marquez to see their gallery and view all their satisfied customers. Again, that is Marquez Studio, located in the Bronx, New York, 646-221-8728. But one thing that's not falling into place is things are not falling into place for the Cincinnati Reds. 
they made news over the weekend for losing a game in which the Reds pitching staff pitched a no-hitter. That's right. The Reds pitching staff pitched a no-hitter and lost the game. The lone run was scored after three walks and a fielder's choice in the eighth inning. <clears throat> you talk about a lost season. Man, so what are your thoughts of the, the Cincinnati Reds and their no-hitter? Should it be celebrated, laughed at, or just cried at? Well, things are falling into place for Cincinnati. Last place. <laughs> but... This is this is atrocious. This is the old <laughs> this is the oldest team in baseball, right? This is the team. If you're looking at the history of the game, it's them and then it's everybody else. And for them to fall as far as they've fallen in just a year. Look at the team they had last year, right? And now look at the team they had this year. Who's missing? Guys like Castellanos, right? Sonny Gray. They went for it. And now they're deciding to cheapen out. And you're fielding a team. And listen to this. This is the lineup, right? Here's the lineup from that no-hit performance. Matt Reynolds, Brandon Drury, Tommy Pham, Mike Moustakis. Okay, we finally got somebody good. Mike Moustakis, Albert Albert Almora Jr., right? Tyler Naquin. You have Garcia, the catcher, Lopez, the second baseman, and Colin Moran at first. That's not a major league lineup. And they were going up against the fucking Pirates. (laughs) There's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. They were going against the Pirates. It's an unfair game, gentlemen. There's the haves, there's the have-nots. And this was the two have-not franchises right now. And they both reside in the National League Central. And, you know, you feel bad for a kid like Hunter Green, right? Consensus number one prospect. You know, pitched his ass off, too. Granted, now he's 1-4 with an ERA over 6. But in that game, he was humming. He was dealing. And this is just a sign of... This is just this is the fifty feet of crap, right? This is exactly what Brad Pitt was talking about. And uh, earlier opening day, around opening day, you had the owner or one of the principal owners and and uh, president saying that if Red fans don't like it, we'll just move the team. Like, what the hell is going on in Cincinnati? Did he just say he's going to move the team? <laughs> uh, what these guys are furniture movers? It's game one. It's game one of the first week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like they want they made a team bad enough to relocate to Miami. The problem is the Marlins are there. So I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati, but this is how the mighty have fallen in just a year. So if I'm Luis Castillo, I'm like, get the fu- get me the fuck out of here. Like, no, this is horrible. <sighs> oh, I just uh. it, to me, it's it's amazing. It's just absolutely top smacking. We might, we might see them. We hey, listen, we might see them lose 140 games. It's definitely, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, they're all. If you can't if you can't win a game where you give up no hits, all is lost. It's got to be. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're, I'm sure the owners are counting their profits right now because they're not paying anybody, and they're going to deal anybody who's making any money, but. The, the Kucherov is so good. He just he just put them up three one. Oh my Kucherov god, Kucherov is just so good. Like 
they're 10 and the Reds are 10 and 26, right? They've scored 146 runs. They've allowed 210. So they have oh they have a negative 60 but the Pirates are worse. They have a negative 65 run differential. So it, it, this this is terrible. They're getting these are two story franchises and it's just it's amazing. Why it's amazing. Bother? Right. I know. I mean we had no expectations for a team like the Nationals, right? We had no expectations for a team like the Marlins. The Marlins are only three games under 500. The A's, the Oakland A's have a better record than the Cincinnati Reds. I can't name four Oakland A's. I can't name four. I'm trying. I can't. Like, these... It's... It's just so bad. So, so bad. More or less. All right, boys and girls. Here's how it goes. We have a statement. And it's either more or less likely that it's going to happen. More or less. Number one. James Harden will sign a max deal with the Philadelphia 76ers in the offseason. No oh, man, I gotta go less likely on this. As much as even I agree with my boy Pat Bev, I just don't think anyone's gonna be paying him that money for a player who quit on his team and for the way he played, you know, the, the last couple of games in Philly. I think he goes back to Philly, but it's not gonna be on a supermax deal. He quit on his team not once, not twice, but thrice. He has quit his team in the past. And yes. I understand how talented he is, right? Your points per game, he's average first career, 24.9, right? 5.6 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 44% from the field. You know, that's fine. That's all fine and dandy. But there's absolutely no way that he survives this from a character standpoint. Teams are going to start or if they're not, they should be taking into account that this guy is going to get pissy and he's going to want out when things don't go his way or he's going to set the bar low so that it's not his fault when they fail. Now, did he not do that with Philly when he said, there's no pressure on me? Yes, there is. <laughs> yes, there was, James. So I am going less likely that he's going to sign a max deal. And frankly, I don't know where James Harden goes because like, it's got to be if – I'm, if I'm a GM in this league, I mean, I may offer him a short-term incentive-laden contract because I can't trust him. I can't trust that he's going to be here long-term. So why am I going to pay him long-term? Why am I going to pay him this exorbitant amount of money for a guy who's going to take his ball and go home when he doesn't like the direction the team is going in? You're part of the direction of the team. So if it's going south, it's going south partly because of you. 
So I, I honestly don't know where James Harden goes. Sacramento wants to make a splash. Maybe Sacramento will, you know, pony up some money. Like, but I, I really don't see a great fit anywhere. And I don't know. I mean, Philly will bring him back just to justify the trade. But, I mean, you can't – if you're a Sixers fan, you can't like what you saw last year. You just can't. Speaking of the Sixers, more or less number two. The Sixers didn't fire Doc Rivers because they plan on trading him <clears throat> to the Lakers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, why do people continue <laughs> to believe this man has value? I mean, in his 20-year coaching career, he has just as many championships as Frank Vogel and Mike Bullholzer. Like, this is a less likely, easy. I think they've hitched their wagon to Doc Rivers. I, I don't know what, I mean, who were you trading from the Lakers, right? <laughs> For number, yeah. number one. What, what do you have? Right. Russell Westbrook? You're going to trade Westbrook to the Sixers? Like, is that what is that what's going to happen? Are you going to trade LeBron to the Sixers? Like, what value do you have on your roster? The Lakers have an all-star team from seven years ago, which is great if it was seven years ago. And, you know, I just don't see it. And, like, they, again, the the Hawks, the the Hawks, the Sixers, and Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers, they're digging in, right? And they're going to double down because they want to prove, they want to validate the trade that they made with the Brooklyn Nets. And it's... You know, it is not a good idea because if you look at Doc Rivers' coaching record, yeah, it's fantastic, right? You're looking at 1,043 wins, 735 losses, regular season, regular season, good coach. But repeatedly, repeatedly cannot close the deal in the playoffs. And at some point, that comes to you. That falls on you, right? Because it happened with the Clippers. It happened with the the Celtics. It happened with the Sixers. It's you. At some point, man, it's you. So I just don't see it as a match. One point, because the Sixers are going to double down. And if you look at that Lakers team, it's just no, no, there's nothing there. There's nothing there that I would want if I'm Daryl Morey. I'm keeping a very Pennsylvania theme to this, more or less. Number three, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, and Chris Letang have won their last Stanley Cup together. Man, I'd say more likely. I mean, Crosby's 34, Malkin's 35, Letang's 35. The time has come to break up the core Penguins. Uh, I'm going to go more likely as well. You know, they've been excellent players, right? And it pains me to say that about Sidney Crosby. It's, it pains me to say that about Evgeny Malkin. And, you know, the only one I don't have, like, a f- pure irrational hatred for is Chris <laughs> Letang, right? Chris Letang is a good player. Like, I, I don't have this irrational, foaming-at-the-mouth hatred like I have for those two guys. 
But if you look at the next gen of Penguins, you gotta like what you see. So a couple of tweaks, it's possible. Is it likely? No. But if you look at you look at guys like Dumoulin, he was hurt, but Dumoulin is a fantastic defenseman. With a guy like Brian Rust, Jake Gensel, you have pieces. And Jason Zucker, another another really good player. Evan Rodriguez played well. If they were to add a little bit more, right, and spread out Crosby, instead of being the number one, maybe he's the number two or number three center. Malkin, maybe you bring in a maybe you bring in a center, or you bring in a winger. That complements him better, and you know Malkin's a big guy, right? Six three, one ninety five. He plays a big game. He's a bruiser. So then, maybe you make these guys the complementary pieces, to where the young guys can eventually take the reins. And if they ever fix what's going on in goal, they can. They might be able to sneak one more. They absolutely could. But with them as the support players, like the Mark Recchi that was there, like the Bill Guerin that was there, those veteran pieces at the end of the career who are there to kind of steady the ship and make and make the depth you know, plausible and make the depth dangerous. And that's really what you need in a Stanley Cup playoffs. So, I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible, but... The way things are going in Pittsburgh, very less likely. Very less likely. We love youth sports. Not only do they get the kids out and active, but they teach the necessary skills of teamwork, sportsmanship, and fair play. One organization that we are proud to partner with is Osning AYSO Soccer. Their mission is to develop and deliver quality, player-centered youth soccer programs that promote a fun, fair, family environment where everyone is welcome and everyone plays. If you have a child between the ages of 4 and 18, registration for the Fall 2022, Spring 2023 season opens April 27th with an early bird special. Sign up before June 15th for only $175 per child. For more information, to sign up, or to volunteer as a coach or referee, go to AYSO201.org today. The more volunteers, the more children can enjoy the youth soccer experience with Austin AYSO. That's AYSO201.org. More soccer for more kids. AYSO201.org. Visa and MasterCard payments only. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, it is time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. You know how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. The winner of the coveted ass trophy is announced one week after the poll goes up on the very next episode of the fade route dnz and did you do you know who won the ass last week d i don't <sighs> one mr noah Syndergaard. 
Congratulations. Congratulations, Noah. You got trolled by Tyler McGill's mom, which is fantastic. <laughs> you got trolled by Met fans. You know, about that book club. It's you know, it's about time you read a book that didn't have pictures in it. So excellent. Excellent job, Noah. We couldn't have done it without you. But that was last week. This is this week. Who you got, D? Who are your nominees for the elected <laughs> superstar of the week? Oh, first up, I got CP3. Mr. State Farm himself. Minus 39 on the floor. Fouled out of game four. Average eight points a game the last four games of the series. CP3, you are clearly my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, the core Penguins. Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang, Malkin. Blew a 3-1 series lead against the Rangers. You guys are supposed to be... You guys are supposed to close things out. Get shit done. You want to cry about it. Helmet rule in Game 7. Core Penguins, you are my alleged superstars of the week. And last and certainly the least, Cincinnati Reds offense. Two pitchers combined to no-hit the Pirates. The Reds still lose because the Reds fail to score any runs. Cincinnati Reds offense, you are my alleged superstars of the week. Z, what do you got? I got a few. I got a few. But we're going to start with my hometown Mets, right? Max Scherzer. Dude, what the hell are you doing? It's Asian American and Pacific Islander Appreciation Night. (laughs) And there's a so there is a ceremonial first pitch. Not with Max Scherzer on the mound. He was so locked in, he didn't let the guy throw the friggin' pitch. Max, it was the ambassador. It was an, you your actions are causing negative foreign relations. Max Scherzer, are you kidding me? Let them have their first pitch. It's not going to disrupt your routine for more than two minutes. Just ask Garrett Cole, another whining, another whiner. On opening day, apparently, the com- the stand-up comedian who was going to throw out the first pitch disrupted Cole's routine. What is going on with these routines, by the way, these diva pitchers? It's very interesting. But we're going to talk about specifically this episode because it just happened recently. Max Scherzer, you were my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, Matt Harvey. 60 game suspension without pay for distributing oxycodone. Dude, you went from the dark night to the dark drug dealer. Like, that's that's just sad. That's how the mighty have fallen. But at one point, you were a superstar. Now, buddy, that is straight up alleged superstar all day, every day. And last but not least, the Vegas Golden Knights. Peter DeBoer went to conference final. Conference final. Didn't make the playoffs. And he got fired. Uh, what now? Did I miss <laughs> something? This is the Barry, this is the Barry Trots of the West. This guy was successful. And this is the first time in your team history that you didn't make the playoffs. So we're going to throw Pete DeBoer out? It's Pete DeBoer's fault? I don't think so. What is this Lou Lamarilla bullshit going on in Las Vegas? 
thank you for Gerard Gallant. Thank you for firing him because the Rangers are much better off with him. But I don't know what's going on here. And this just seems very spoiled and entitled on the part of Vegas Golden Knights ownership. So Vegas Golden Knights, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we said our piece. So the poll goes up at the end of this show. And for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. podcast has its own merch line now go to the fade store with dnz.com today for all your fade route merch needs i'm talking tank tops t-shirts sweatshirts like yoga pants we got those too like some cool accessories we got those too and we're not done yet we have so much more planned for you but check out what we have today at the fade store with dnz.com that's the fade store with dnz.com Order up! Alright boys and girls, it's time for us to order up. Order up, order up. This week, we are ordering up, this is a good one. We are ordering up the top five best NBA players without a ring. A little wink and a nod, a little tribute to one Mr. Chris Paul. So here we go, from five to one. Who you got, D? All right, number five. You know, he was just one of my favorites when growing up. But it was uh, Vince Carter, most talented dunker in our generation. He could do it all. I think he got to one or two finals, but he never won a ring. So Vince Carter is my number five. Number four, I got Reggie Miller. He was my he was my favorite player growing up. Um, best three point shooter of my generation. Uh, he played on some amazing teams: Travis Best, Jalen Rose, Rick Smith the Daniels twins um, you know just uh, Mark Jackson phenomenal players they just never oh Chris Mullen again one another one of my favorites um, you just never can get past Michael Jordan uh, number three I got Carl Malone number three all time in points again just couldn't get past Michael Jordan in the NBA finals number two Dominique Wilkins nine time all star dunk, dunk champion scoring champion Italian cup Cup, never an NBA champion. And number one, uh, Sir Charles Barkley, 11-time All-Star, five-time NBA first team, five-time NBA second team. He was the best player in the Dream Team. Don't get it twisted. So those are my five, Z. What do you got? I mean, you have a lot of choices, right? If you really think about it, you'll you'll think about the history of the NBA. You're going to realize how hard it is to win a championship. A lot of people take that shit for granted. It's not easy, man. No, it's not easy at all. And if you're looking at it, you think about it, right? David Thompson didn't win. Tracy McGrady didn't win. Grant Hill didn't win. Dikembe Mutombo didn't win. I think, I think Tracy McGrady might have got one with the Spurs. I don't think he got. To, I think they got to the final. Uh, the, um, the second. I think he got to the final. I don't think they won uh, that year. Okay. That might have been the Heat year. But gotcha. Dikembe Mutombo didn't win one. You know, like you have legends. Walt Bellamy didn't wear, win one. 
there's so many that you can choose from. But let's give it a go. Number five for me, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, at least, you know, he got to a finals. So, like, he's cuspy. You know, he didn't win. But Allen Iverson was an absolute force for a guy that was so small. And he played like he was 10 times bigger than he was. And he willed, he willed that Sixers team all the way to the, the finals against the Lakers. We already mentioned him once, but he's definitely worth mentioning several times and not just because of his thoughts on practice. Number four, Reggie Miller. I'm right there with you. Reggie Miller was a phenomenal shooter. You know, he gave the Knicks fits that those teams, those Pacer teams were so balanced. And again, you're just wrong time, wrong time in history for him to show up because you had to go up against Michael Jordan and nobody was good enough to, to knock out the Bulls teams. Nobody. Sorry, Reggie, but you were a phenomenal shooter and, you know, like one of the greatest Madison Square Garden villains of all time. Uh, Number three, Elgin Baylor. You know, Elgin Baylor, the great player. Small forward, average 27-4, you know, 13 rebounds, was 14 rebounds a game. Great shooter. And, you know, was... Just a product of his time. He, like, from the late 50s to the early 70s, he was on the Laker teams and ultimately didn't really, uh, didn't pan out for him. Now, number two, this becomes a toss-up, right? I love Charles Barkley and I love Karl Malone. Like, both of them are excellent players, right? Carl Malone was the definitive power forward for a lot, for many years. Charles Barkley, excellent rebounder, got to Houston, you know, maneuvered his way from Philly to Phoenix, Phoenix to Houston. He got, he got some cracks, right? He got a chance at Philly, in Philly. He got to a finals, I believe, with the Suns. So he definitely was able to be a force. But I'm going to take Barkley at number two because he just wasn't as good, in my opinion, as Carl Malone. And he wasn't as identifiable with a team or as identifiable with a time period as Carl Malone. And frankly, Charles Barkley never delivered the diamond cutter on Nitro or Bash at the Beach 1998. That goes to Carl Malone. So, number one best player never to win a championship is Carl Malone, the mailman, 25 and 10, 52% from the field, right? Helped bring the pick and roll back to the NBA with his little buddy John Stockton. And if it wasn't for Byron Russell, they probably would have won. You know, if well, it wasn't for Michael Jordan, again, Michael Jordan seems to be hovering over these lists right now. But Carl Malone, hell of a career, and 
It's also a shame you didn't get it done with the Lakers, but, uh, you know, the original super team just didn't work. This has been the Fade Route with D&Z. Thanks for tuning in tonight. You can catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.